The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. I'm Coach Larry. With me, as always, my co-host, Matt Keogh. Matt, how are we doing today? Good. <clears throat> Matt, right. I was going to say a little, <clears throat> getting a little phlegm out of there. Matt, it is July. We just had the 4th of July. Are you a big fireworks guy? Ah, uh, No. I mean, no, no. <laughs> He's like, ah, no, maybe, no, no, no. I don't know. I just don't like sitting around in a field with a bunch of people around. And I agree. I was it's never, thing. I was never one for fireworks. I mean, as a kid, it was more like we would always go over to the Reservoir State Park and watch the fireworks, but it was usually like. We, you know, we'd spread out. It was usually like us kids or whatever running around chasing each other while the fireworks were going right. off. So it was kind of cool to have them in the air, but we nobody was really paying attention we to used, them. I actually used to go over to Canada for Fourth of July, like the ones that were over the falls. Yeah, but I used to go into Canada on Fourth of July, like out of the country. Why? Like summer home over there? Or no, house so or? we would just go across the falls area, right? But you know how they do it across the falls. Everybody on the U.S. side is just like packed in there. So what my mom and I would do, we'd go over there, have fun on Clifton Hill during the day ah, because, okay. because stuff isn't closed and in, in, in there because, you know, it's not a holiday that they recognize. And then when the, when the fireworks would start, everybody on the Canadian side wouldn't watch. So we had like front row seats to what we wanted to watch rather than jamming in on the U.S. side. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's just like we're going to celebrate it, but we're going to avoid all the like congestion and closings. Yeah, but getting back over the border, was that like a pain in the butt? No, we would just really? walk. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'd park on the oh, U.S. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because you could park across, like right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Walk right across and walk back. That's... I love that's not a bad idea. Right? It's a perfect idea. It's funny that you mentioned the walking and this we'll go off topic a little bit. When I was first this would have been like eight years ago when I was first starting to date my now wife Vicky, we we kind of did something similar. We parked over on the US side. We decided to walk over to the uh, Canada, whatever, did a little of this. On the way back, we were just just going through the duty free shop and I saw coffee crisp, like the Canadian coffee crisp. This was before they really like Got big around here, and I I love a good coffee crisp. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna buy coffee crisp. So I went up, bought it. It was like buck, two bucks, whatever. And the lady took it for me. She's like, I'm sorry, sir. She's like, you gotta go around to the window and get it through customs. I'm like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, just go around the store. So we're literally, so we walked around the store, literally watching as my coffee crisp was in. You know those those buckets that they have at the airport? Yeah. And they go, it's. A coffee crisp in one of those big buckets sitting at the end of the thing. We're watching as as it literally gets closer and closer and gets pushed towards us. And the guy has to inspect it and literally hands me the coffee crisp outside the window. I'm like, that, so that's stupid. it? 
I'm like all that all that security for a coffee crisp. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's I heard a, Cana- uh, a Canadian a comedian talking about Canada and those rules and the, the border and stuff. And you know, obviously they have to check. Like they ask you, like, do you have any like produce or like flowers? Because you don't want to like mix environments together. Yeah, obviously you don't want to introduce any like pests that are. Which is weird because with Canada and, like, Mexico and stuff, since we're, like, a connected border, like, obviously, like, stuff is... It's like, nope, nope, that's Mexican dirt over there. Leave that Mexican dirt there. the guy was just like, I think it's funny because you go up there and you sit there and they're like, you got an orange on you? And you're like, no. And then that's the only question they asked. Like, you didn't ask if I had, like, a gun on me or anything like that, but an orange. Oh, no. I got one strapped to my thigh. You caught me. But, I mean, I never. It's it's just just an orange, bro. Like, it's the same thing you can get right on the other side. Like, sir, I promise I will eat it. This This is my orange. It just reminds me of like it's in school when you go in the, the homeroom, whatever. Listen, make sure you finish that milk. Don't come in here without, yeah. you know, while drinking that. Like as you're sitting, and I've done this too with in the gym. You don't want any liquids in the gym, like or food in the gym. Like all right, you know, you got to throw that out. Hold on, sir. Hold on. And, and they're sitting there out in the hallway, finishing their chips or finishing their yeah. their juice or whatever, so they don't cross into oh, the gym. Of course not. Of course not. Um, actually. To the firework question, I used to work at a country club, and apparently fireworks are big for weddings. Like I didn't, yeah, know, I could see that. I didn't know that. But anyways, I would assume they'd be bad for golf courses, though. Um, well, I mean, like, so since they have all that wide open area, they go to like I don't know, like the 18th hole or something, just get on the green or like on the fairway and um, fire off fireworks if the person pays for it, but. Since it's a golf course in a residential area, they have to send letters to the surrounding area to everybody's houses saying <laughs> fireworks are going to happen. Beware. So, therefore, they're not um, liable. <laughs> and so this was back during like the, the height of the pandemic. And my place of employment back then, which I'm not going to say, was very... Uh, <laughs> very loose with their COVID rules. Like you weren't supposed to have people dancing. You know, you weren't supposed to do anything like that. Masks. Uh, no, that was happening. You know, <laughs> like I was, I was in the kitchen, so like I wasn't around that area. But we knew for a fact. So, anyways, this wedding decides to shoot off fireworks, and my thought is like, if you clearly know you're in violation of CDC guidelines during a pandemic. Why draw more attention to yourself by lighting off fireworks? Exactly. Anyways, the flyers went out and everything. Person called up after the fireworks and was complaining. They're like, your fireworks made my dog freak out. And and they're like, it was like, we sent you a fly. Like, we sent you a, like, they, we just like, he was like, yeah, but my dog's freaking out now. So he called the cops on the thing. And the cops called the health inspector. And they both showed up. During this person's wedding and basically forced everybody to sit down, put a mask on, no movement, no music, and they stood there. And they this this bride got so angry. And like everybody, like all of us workers were like, what do you expect? Like you fired off fireworks and and, and people are like 
oh, what's going on here? You're over capacity. Because that was back when you couldn't have more than 100 people. We had like 200 people. I was going to say, was this like early on, early-ish early yeah. on in the pandemic? Yeah, so like you couldn't have more than like 75 people at the wedding. And there was like 175 I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just going from bad to worse. It's just like, but again, it's just like waving a sign. Look at me, I'm breaking the rules. Yeah. Look here, I'm not following your rules. It's my special day. It's like, listen, get married now. Have the wedding afterwards. Listen, can I tell you, COVID, the pandemic, gave me the wedding of my dreams. I'm not. It, it, ask anybody. I'm not a big wedding guy. Like I, I really you got don't. Married this last summer. It was a year ago, June, yeah. June fifth. It was the wedding of my dreams because we, we were originally going to do it. Um, we were originally going to do it up in Lake Placid. We were going to still keep it small, but we were thinking maybe you know, uh, fifty, sixty people. Um, Vicky did a lot of her summers as a kid up in Lake Placid, so we were going to go there. We usually go there every summer. That's where I proposed to her. Um. It was still at the point where things were starting to open up, but guidelines were still this and that. So when we were booking the ho- booking the room, booking everything, it was, well, okay, you can only have 50 people, but everybody's got to sit down, kind of similar to what yeah. your country club was supposed to follow. And the prices were getting this, that, and then next thing you know, they'd call us next week, well, sorry, we can't have this, sorry. So we just canceled everything, got all our all our money back for deposits and everything, and we just kind of looked at each other, but like, all right, why don't we just do um, super small wedding? We did it at Glen Park, and it was fantastic. It was literally um, me, Vicky, uh, Sarah, her daughter, um, my mom, and her mom, and that was it. Oh, and my dad as well, and that was it. It was like five, six people. We went over to Falletta's afterwards. Had a nice little dinner, all of us. And that was it. Like, I loved it. It was short, simple. It was, you know, we did our, we had a photographer where we did our pictures over there. But it was super, it was the wedding of my dreams. I was like, this is fantastic. Thank you, COVID. Thank you, COVID. I just, I'm I'm not, not that I hate weddings, but I I, I guess you could say I hate weddings. I'm just not a big, I'm not a big wedding guy. Yeah, they're just a lot. I'd always be the guy, even though when I was invited to a wedding, you know, I'd go do the reception or whatever. I usually kind of ghosted my way out. I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes into it, if that. Really? It was just, you know, I'd drop off the gift. I'd make your appearance. Make my appearance, shake the hands, and then be like, okay, I've had enough. Yeah. No, I mean, I've worked so many weddings. I was just like, so stupid. So stupid. And the people. Most of the time, the people suck. <laughs> like, holy... I remember one time, there was this, this bride at the country club, and it was so hot, she threw up on herself. <laughs> within, In the dress? and everything. Yeah, within 10 minutes of the reception. And that pushed everything Every- back. Oh, it was before the reception. Oh, dinner was an hour late because they had to get her a new dress. Damn, where do you get a new dress, a new wedding dress that soon? What do you just run down to the store? Uh, I need a dress now. I don't know. Like those things usually take like you gotta order them, like have them tailored or customed or whatever. 
I'm not sure exactly what you got to do, but I know even to get my wife's dress, and hers wasn't like a super fancy one. It still took, I think, two weeks, three weeks. I don't know. It was That was crazy. <laughs> Who knows, man? Wow. Yeah, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> Why she and then like everybody's like it's so hot and I was like yeah go home all of you go home I had I had a DJ one wedding the first day of like football Sunday oh no at one o'clock oh hell no when the Bills were playing no yeah no I sat there watching the game on my phone during the actual ceremony. I yeah that that might have been a point where I called off. Well, it depends. Was it a playoff game or was it a no, just just the first game of the season? Oh, home opener or season opener? Yeah, yeah. No. right. And then the the same no. types of people like complain when I was like, it was the first day of hunting season. I was like, I don't care. That was the first day of hunting season. You can wake up at the crack of dawn and do that. I was like, football's at one o'clock. <laughs> well, that's why even even this year for indoor indoor track season. Our team championships would have fallen on Super Bowl Sunday. And as the, you know, it's getting closer and, and right before that game, thankfully our division had the game, um, had our meet the day before the Bills Chiefs game. But that was the talk. Everybody's like, listen, if Buffalo beats Kansas City and we go on to beat whoever, like, there's, our, we're pulling out of the team championships. We're pulling out. There's no way in hell we are coming on Super Bowl oh, Sunday. Yeah. And um, one of the coaches kind of looked. He's like, well, you guys know that, you know, the game doesn't start till 645. The meet will probably be done by like 435. That'll be plenty of time. He's like, you know, everybody should be home like 435. That'll be plenty of time. I'm like, and we just all kind of looked at him. You know, It just did that collective like turn yeah. towards him. But like, are you nuts? It's an all day thing. Do you know how much preparation? Not only that, people are like, no, are you kidding? We're going to L.A. Like we're flying like. Are you nuts? No. Being home at 4.30 is not enough time no. when the Bills are in Super Bowl Sunday. And now, like, since the Bills are going to play, like, the season opener for football Thursday that night. Be, that is going to be insane. I work Thursday nights, and there's no way I'm going to miss that game. I was going to say, do you, are you going to take the day off? I don't know. I might convince my boss to put it on the TV in the gym. <laughs> so, like, listen, just put it on. That's at the gym. Yeah, but don't you think, though, like a lot of parents, especially if they're dropping their, their kids off, they might be like, you know what, listen, you're missing practice today. Like, do you think parents would legit be okay with you guys canceling a practice on a Thursday? I don't know. Or they'd be like, nope, we paid for it. We got practice. Well, what are we paying for? Is like, I don't know, but I'm definitely not wanting to miss the football game. <laughs> And it's man, but again, five years ago, ten years ago, nobody would care. It wouldn't matter. It would have been like, it "Oh, the bills matter. are playing. I'd rather work." Yeah, it'd be like, "Please schedule me for Sundays, please." But it's it's fantastic, and I'm telling you, I still have them going to the Super Bowl. I know you have them against the Super Bowl with Detroit, beating Detroit in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. But Dude, Detroit all the way. And the more I say it and the more hype that's coming around Detroit, it's just making me feel so much better. Listen, if you put even $5 on that bet, a Detroit-Buffalo Super Bowl, you might be able to retire I with see, the, amount, I of, see with if the it's, amount of money you make. I want to see if it's like amped up at all or stuff. 
Oh, I'm sure it's got to be at least just Detroit getting to the Super Bowl alone is probably like 10,000 to one, 5,000 to one, something like 5,000 to one. It's got to be way. It's I bet you it's at least Detroit getting to the Super Bowl has got to be at least 5,000 to one odds. At least. We'll find out. If not more. You know what I want to get? Betting on baseball. I feel like that's like just like terrible. I have no idea when it comes to betting on baseball. Because like with baseball, there's so many innings and stuff like that. I just I just feel like that would be a lot. Now is it the same like for betting on baseball? Like you know how with football it's all right plus seven, plus ten, like whatever the spread is. Is that the same with baseball? It's like all right, you gotta win by two runs, five runs, one run. Or you could just do like just overall. just the money line. Yeah, I like to do both, the money line and the yeah, and the, the spread. Line, yeah, really, just as kind of like a cover base. Yeah, just in case. Like, I was like, all right, at least the team won, therefore I get something back. Okay. Um, if it's a team I'm more confident in, then I'll play more of just like points. Like okay. Differential, but if it's a team that like you know, it's just like I just need them to win. I don't really care. It's just like they can pull it out. Then, except my betting days have been so so bad that I've not bet since last playoffs. The last bet I made was Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know if I said the story, but Super Bowl Sunday, um, I bet I did like a crazy. I put fifty. Uh, I think it was twenty bucks, fifty buck parlay on it. But I did, like, some crazy stuff. Like, part of my parlay was um, OBJ had to score two touchdowns, which he did. Right. T. Higgins had to score two touchdowns, which he did. Cooper Cup only had to score one touchdown, which he did. Um, I think it was uh, Stafford had to throw for, I think, more than— Like, I did all these crazy parlays, and it was on top of each other. They all hit, and I hit all of them. And the only— and on top of that, the last one that I had was the Rams had to win by three and a half. I'm like, this is freaking phenomenal. After all of them hit or whatever, I'm like, this is awesome. Except the Rams only won by three. So out of all the crazy parlays, I would want if the Rams had won by four, yeah. a fifty dollar bet would have turned into eighty five hundred for me. Like, even on that last drive, I think uh, Cincinnati had the ball. I'm like, listen, if they stop him here with a minute and a half, maybe Cincinnati goes for it on fourth and 10. They stop him. The Rams are at their own 10. Rams are going to have to, you know, Cincinnati will use all three timeouts. They'll kick a field goal, blah, blah, blah. And then Cincinnati got the first down. And I'm like, you son of a. Mm-hmm. But it's just every, like, who would have thought T. Higgins is scoring two touchdowns? Like right. when I made this bet, I knew I was like, I I'm not gonna win this. Throughout the game, I'm like, oh wait, this hit. All right, there it hit. There's a second touchdown. Like, and of course, what I thought the simplest thing of that ridiculous parlay, the Rams winning by more than three and a half, right? Didn't hit at all. Nope. And if I would have put the money line, I think I still would have won like, I don't know, six thousand. But it is. What it is? I was so the Buffalo Bills, like you know, since they play the first game, the the bell the Bills Rams is up. Like it, like you can bet start betting on like the first game of the season. Oh yeah, uh-huh. I think this, the early spread. I think Buffalo was either a half a point or a point. It's all in the negatives. Well, yeah, because it's, it's that it's it's except you know with Detroit. Lions, yeah, because Buffalo's giving one point. 
Yeah. So Buffalo's the slight favorite in that game. But on the on the Lions, you know. Does it have overall Super Bowl wagers though? No, I don't think so. I've been tr- I was trying to find like the division. Just oh, like to win the division. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, you can do the the NCAA. See, I would bet just purely on heart right there, and uh, that would not go. Well. Uh, I always wanted to do one year. I just wanted to start with like, see a twenty dollar bet, and just if you win, let it ride to next week. If you win that, let it ride to next week. Like, just keep letting it ride. Yeah. Until you lose or you win it all at the end of the year. I think I did something like I did the numbers. Where if you let a $50 bet keep growing and growing and doubling and doubling, at the end of a 16-game season, I think it was something like you would win, I think it was something like $12 million or like $10 million, $12 million, some, some ridiculous number. But after a while, like it would, that would require you making like at some point like betting three hundred and fifty thousand, and then like rolling that over and betting like seven hundred thousand. Right. If you did that, what like what point would you get to that where you'd be like, okay, I can't, knowing that in reality, in yeah. theory, you're only losing your starting fifty bucks. That's yeah. all your investment was in reality. I know, but you what? But what would what point? What number would you have to hit where you're like? Okay, I can't do this. I'm tapping out. Oh, dude, if if, it, if anything comes over, I feel like five grand. I would be like, nope, nope, taking. See, I think I would hit five grand. I think, like, I would be looking at this if I got maybe like a hundred thousand. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, you know what? That's 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 too big. I can't realistically bet. $100,000 in a game. Again, realistically, it's only $50 coming out of my pocket. Yeah. It's not like it's actually 100000 But at that point, I'd be like, okay. I knew, though, if I did, if I rolled it over for 100000 there'd be no way in hell, like, I'd be sleeping that entire week before oh, no. the game. I'd be stressed. Like, that would be the most stressful game I'd be watching in my life. Like, I don't even oh, think 100%. I'd be able to watch the game. I'd be like, listen, somebody please tell me that I win. Did I win? <laughs> I found, all right, so I found the Super Bowl matchups that, like, you can you can bet on. And the lowest of the lows are, like, the Jets versus the Vikings or the Jets versus the Commanders or the Jets versus Detroit. And these are all, like— What's the Jets versus Detroit odds? And so all, all the three that I just named off are 100,000. A hundred thousand to one, yeah. So like, if you put like a fifty dollar bet there, you make fifty grand if that hits. No, that would be if it's a hundred thousand no. to one. Wait, did I read that correctly? Hold on. No, it's just plus a hundred thousand. So just like, so isn't that for every? Is that for every hundred bucks you get a hundred thousand? Is that how that works, or is <clears> it for every dollar you'd get a hundred thousand? So like, you do fifty. You, so yeah, you're right. So fifty dollars would be fifty thousand. Would be fifty grand. Yeah, yeah. That that is. And but what, I feel like that's just no, throwing. No. That's throwing fifty dollars yeah. away. No, the top. The top. I'd say like four are Bills versus Bucks, Chiefs versus Bucks, Bills versus Green Bay, Bills versus Rams. What's the Bills Rams? The that B- was the one I predicted last Bills, year. Bills Rams is plus twenty five hundred. Okay, Bills Bucks is the the best top like, one plus seventeen hundred. So still, that's not bad. So a hundred dollar bet would get you seventeen hundred bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. No, 
Um, I, I don't know. That that's yeah. The street forecast. What is this one? <laughs> uh, the bills the bills to beat Tampa Bay is three three thousand. That's it. Yeah, the bills to beat L.A. is four thousand. Hmm. Might have to hit up uh, one of those sites. <laughs> I'm on FanDuel. That's what I'm on. Okay. I might have to hit up. I might have to uh, to make a little deposit into my account. The win. You can even bet on division. Like which division? Oh, yeah. you, you can bet. You can bet division winners. You can bet uh, conference. who wins conference champions. All kinds of gambling. We're the knowledge. top for outright betting for Super Bowl. For yeah. Super Bowl. yeah. Our, we're what? Like plus 400, plus 500? Plus 650. Is it 650? Yeah. Still, it's... Good for us. I'm telling you, I this is the year. This is the year where if if they don't win a championship, it's a bust. It's It's all or nothing. That makes it sound so depressing. But it is. I think when you're this... When you're this talented when you're you've got this much I don't want to say pressure but when you've got this much expectations it's it's if super you don't win a bust. championship it's super bowl or bust like it really is I don't care if they get to the super bowl and they lose by a last second field goal or they lose by one if they aren't walking out with the lombardi trophy this year I don't care how fun the entire year was it's a bust and do you think like that was our chance and it's over Last year? No. Or this say, year? like, we get there this year, but we don't win it. Do you think, like, that was our chance and now it's over? Oh, no. I think this team, I think the way this team is set up, I think they've got at least, I think they're just at the beginning of at least, like, a three- to five-year window. At least. Okay. I think they're at the beginning, but. And I was like, we're not going to be the 86 Bears that we win the Super no. Bowl. And then, like, that's it. No. The way it's, uh, I think they can keep this team together for, like I said, a minimum of three to five years, if not longer. Um, I mean, they've Josh Allen's contract kicks in, and it's what eight? Was it seven years? Eight years? Six? No, it was longer than that, wasn't it? I thought Almost it was maybe eight. What? Whatever. Um, he's. I think the way this team is built up, the way their defense is built up with rookie contracts and everything, they've got at least a three to five year window, and I think their last year was probably the first year in that window. So, okay, if they don't win it this year. I absolutely think they can win it the following year or the following year or the following year. But I'm just saying from here on out, the next couple years, if they don't win a title, it's it's a busted season. Okay. I thought you meant it was a bust just in general. And then no, no, no. Done. Okay. No, it's a, it's a disappointing season. Gotcha. Not career, not whatever. It's a disappointing season if they don't win it. And if they win it this year, Next year will still fall under that. It's a disappointing season if they don't win it. I mean, that's that's how expectations are right now. I feel like nowadays it's more kind of like common that the teams that go to the Super Bowl and stuff like that are constantly going back to the Super Bowl within a couple of years. What do you mean? Meaning like, like so you look at like, hopefully, you look at like Kansas City, for example. They went to the Super Bowl beat San Francisco, went back to the Super Bowl the following year, lost to Tampa Bay. Um, Kansas City's been in, you know, the AFC championship game. 
Tampa Bay has been being pushing pretty hard. Green Bay has been pushing pretty hard. Like those kind of top teams are kind of like always like in the same positions. It's not like oh, it, but then you look at for example like San Francisco is like one of like the the lackluster ones. They were up there and then they fell off. Yeah, but most of the time they True. they tend to stay up there. But I think it all determines. It's all I shouldn't say it all, but a lot of it is based on quarterback play. If you've got the quarterback, like I think Kansas City. I know you hate Mahomes, but they've they've got the quarterback and they've got him locked up for five, six, whatever years left in his contract. During that time frame, at least their offense theoretically should be good enough to at least get them in the conversation every year. Fair. Now their defense, especially last year, was Poo-poo. not good. Was awful. Yeah. In fact, if that's why it's even all the more frustrating that the Bills defense came in ranked into that game, what second, third, first? They pooed they, the bed too. But holy cow! They it that, like all you you didn't. That's what was so frustrating. The the last forget the last thirteen seconds, which was heartbreaking at all. But you're one of the top ranked defenses. Make a stop. Yeah, like your offense was scoring. It was like a Madden game. It was just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Gabe Davis was having a like insane. Day, yeah. Make a stop, yeah. Even in overtime, hold him to a field goal. Yeah, I don't understand that. And we brought him back. We brought Leslie Frazier back. Like, yeah, he like. Oh, we had a good, we had a good regular season as a defense. Like, I don't care. (laughs) This doesn't matter. Yeah, and, and test the defense. That was the other thing. We kept on just doing these short things, and every time Josh Allen threw a long ball more than 30 yards, oh, it was a touchdown because there's no backfield. Well, once, because that was the game where Tyron Matthews went down, what, for early first quarter? Second, yeah. yeah. I mean, he went down, and Buffalo just, they should have been bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah. That's where you get, and again, I feel like they had a cheat code, and they didn't use it the entire day. Like, it should have just been a drop back. Throw it 80 yards, touchdown. Drop back, throw it 50 yards, touchdown. Yeah. And by that point, even if our defense couldn't stop, our defense was doing some sort of just like little stops that would run the timeout. So if we just kept on scoring every drive that we had, we'd eventually just end up on top. Yeah. And it's... It was so heartbreaking. This is like my generation's wide right. Yeah, yeah, kind I, of is. Yeah, it really is. Because um, that was the most heartbreaking thing a Bills fan of my generation can witness. Very true. Very true. <laughs> um, yeah, for the wide right, I think I was ten um, when that happened, and it was so I remember it, but I don't remember it. But at the same time, it was just as a little kid. I told I was walking up the stairs bawling my eyes out because they missed a field goal. I can't believe that. It was, uh, and this one, I had never gone through such a range of emotions in that final, like what, ultimately 10, 5, 10 minutes, like, you know, where it was, all right, we won, we beat them, we're going to the, you know, at that point, it wasn't even we're going to the AFC Championship, it was we're going to the Super Bowl, like, we we knocked out Tyson, that's it, give us the crown, like, we're going, and then it was, oh, damn, but, okay, well, they just tied it, okay, that's all right, here's the coin toss, we're going to win the coin toss, 
Oh, damn. Well, wait, no. I'll, okay, all we have to do is stop them. Damn. Well, we can hold them to a field. Damn. And I just remember after they scored that touchdown, I walked over to the TV. I was at home watching the game with my I just walked over to the TV, turned it off, walked outside in the cold, barefoot, walked around the block, and came back. <laughs> like, Vicky just didn't even... Vicky just kind of watched me walk outside, like, didn't say anything, didn't... It's like, just... There's so... Man. I think it's the fun, like, you know, as, like, a person, you know, in our today's time, you're sitting there, you're watching TV, it's hard to turn the TV off, like, once you, like, are done and stuff. After a game like that, you're just like, I don't want to see anything ever again. I don't want to look at my phone. I don't want to go online. I turn the TV off. I should have walked out of my girlfriend's house, and I was like, we're going home. And she's like, are you okay? Like, even, like, her parents are like, is, is he okay? And she <laughs> and she knows my manners. She's like, no. I was like, just don't talk to him. Don't touch him. Don't. Just, yep. He's he's not in a good mood. I dropped her off at home, and I just drove for 40 minutes home in dead silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why even when I came back in, Vicky knew, like, I came back in, you know, got ready for bed, went to bed. She knew that wasn't anything she can do. In fact, the next morning is when she goes, she's like, are you, are you okay? Like, better, but... I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream that we wanted. But she knows. And she knew. And it was, it was, you know, you can laugh at it now, but at that time it was like... It oh was so God. raw. It, for, just for that week, too. But not only that, even like leading into that drive, it was how many times have we been on the end of that? Even back in the Fitzpatrick days, or we're like, during, we need this big drive. We need this big drive. And just don't finish it. And just don't finish it. This time we, we, we finished the drive. We did our part. The offense did it. Touchdown. Yeah. It's game over. No, it's not. Like, ugh. It was so nice, too, being able to be like, there's our team. Like, we are able to score fast and efficient and quick. We scored a little too fast, though, <laughs> apparently. Well, it's not like, usually it's like, oh, t- like, you had 13 seconds left. You gave Tom Brady back the ball. Like, you're screwed. Well, it's stupid Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's it, and it wasn't Patrick Mahomes. It was our defense. But it was it wasn't even, it was just... In that 13 seconds, like, I I don't know if you're a, a poker player or not, yeah. like Texas Hold'em. It's like literally, you know how when you get the flop and, you you know, you go all in, somebody goes on, you call them and you've got, like, trip aces and they've got, like, a pair of twos. Yeah. And it's, like, literally them catching a two on the turn and a two on the river. Like, those were the only legitimate two cards that they could have gotten to beat you. And they got them yeah. like every, like they had to go perfect, perfect. And like everything, we kicked the ball out of the end zone. So that saves them time. They needed this to get and they got that big play to get them in play. They needed another big play to get down quick. They got it. They needed to kick a field goal. They got it. They needed to win the coin toss. They got it. They needed to get a touch on it. They got it. Like everything was just perfect, 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 perfect. It's pissing me off just thinking about it. I know. It. Like, it's... I know. 
But you know what, though? The beautiful, the beautiful thing, though, about this year's schedule, I was thinking about that. I love the way that our schedule is set this year because if the Bills, when they beat L.A. opening day, and then when they beat Tennessee the next day, their, their home opener, like you're talking about legitimately starting the season off 2-0, and but not only that, you all, you've beaten the defending Super Bowl champions at their home. You've beaten the um, team that had home field advantage last year, and it has been a pain in your butt the last two games that you played them. You're, like, after the first two weeks, you're setting yourself up for, again, if we don't win home field advantage this year, if we don't go to the Super Bowl this year, like, it's a busted season. Like, I feel like when they win those, if they win those two games, when they win those two games, people are going to be dancing in the street and thinking, like, all right, let's just fast forward. Let's just get to get to, get to the Super Bowl here. I just want to see another home game, like, playoff game. That environment was, like, I'll never forget it. That was crazy. Yeah. There was, like, fires in the parking lot. And that was another thing that ticked me off. If Buffalo wins that game... Would have had AFC We're hosting the AFC Championship game. Yeah. And there's no way Cincinnati comes in and beats us. No, not at home. Like, no way. Yeah. Not at home, not on the road. They could have played the game in Japan. They weren't going to beat us. Yeah. But that would have been, like, that right there, I would have been having flashbacks to when I was 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old. Do we ever have an AFC Championship game at home? Yeah. Our first one, we we destroyed Oakland fifty one to three. That was in Buffalo. Yeah. Um, that was Super Bowl twenty five. Uh, the their last one would have been on the road because they were a wild card team. That was the one with Houston. Their last one was the greatest comeback of all time when they beat the Oilers. That was at home. That was at home, but that was only the wild card game. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I forgot who they would have played, but no, I know for sure the first one was at home. I think the second one was at home as well. Actually, all of them except the last one might have been at home because I know they went on they went on a, a tear where they had um, no they beat let's see they beat the Raiders they beat the Kansas City Chiefs with Joe Montana they beat I want to say throw a Denver team in there at some point okay um, I'll have to look that up but no it. The the Raiders one was that's when the goalposts came down. That's when you know the the fans stormed the field like yeah. it was it was off the hook like it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, dude, that just just that environment alone is like it was crazy to me. And and looking right over to my right, not like I'm not kidding, like he was like right at my right was Ryan Fitzpatrick shirtless. <laughs> Like, I looked over and I was like, oh, there's a shirtless dude over there. And I was like, he kind of looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I was like, but that's no way Ryan Fitzpatrick. And well, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I was like, huh, I didn't know Ryan Fitzpatrick came to these games. <laughs> yeah. I think that was uh, that was his I, – I, he was with his son, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah, no, here are the Bills – AFC Championship games. They uh, 1990. They beat the Oakland Raiders in Buffalo, 51 to three. That got them to the Super uh, Super Bowl 25. 
Um, then the next year they beat the Denver Broncos ten to seven. I did not realize that score was that game was that close. But ten to seven against Elway and the Broncos in Orchard Park in Buffalo to go to Super Bowl uh, twenty six. They beat uh, the Miami Dolphins to go to Miami in Miami to go to Super Bowl twenty seven twenty nine to ten with Dan Marino with Dan Marino. Um, that was at Joe Robbie Stadium, and I take that back. The last one, um, Super Bowl twenty eight, was in Buffalo against Kansas City, Joe Montana in Kansas City. Um, but that was, and the score of that game was. Hold on, I just lost it. That game was. Um, where is it? Thirty to thirteen. Wow! So really, all of the games. Those are all teams with really good quarterbacks yeah. at that time. And that one was in Buffalo as well. Yeah, you I mean, yeah, they had uh you had Joe Montana in Kansas City, you had Dan Marino in Miami, you had John Elway in the Broncos. I can't remember who the Raiders quarterback was that year. Um it was like uh I don't think it was the Rich Gannon. No, no it, it would have been way before Rich Gannon. Started with like a B, I think, or something. Uh we'll have to find that out. But he yeah. was he, he was pretty good. But if you look at all those games, I mean Fifty-one to three. I mean, you win by forty-eight points. The only one that was really close was the the second one, Buffalo Denver, a three-point right. victory. My they beat Miami by nineteen. They beat uh, Kansas City by seventeen. So, I just oh Jay Schrader. Was Jay the, Schrader. Jay Schrader was the quarterback. Not who I was thinking of. <laughs> so, but that was that was back though. Jay Schrader was the quarterback, and you had Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson as the running oh, backs. Yeah, Bo. Bo, no. Bo didn't know snow. Bo did not know snow, but um, he also quit. Pretty uh, yeah. Well, he had that big hip injury or whatever. Yeah, the tackle. Didn't he play? Didn't he play um baseball after? He played baseball during. Oh, it was during. He was, he was the he was the dual sport. Him and Deion Sanders. They both played baseball. I forgot that. Yeah. And there would be times like they were literally because uh, Bo played for Kansas City uh, Royals. And Dion played for the Atlanta Braves. And there'd be times, especially early on in the football season, where they would come from baseball games or they would miss a week of football or they would have to miss a baseball game to go play Sunday. Like, they were playing dual sports. Same season, same everything. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's tough enough playing just one sport professionally. Yeah. You're playing two. Well, I mean, they, there's a lot of baseball influence within football, though. I could see that, especially as a, like if you were a quarterback like for pitching. Yeah, well, and sliding. Yeah. But um, I think Russell Wilson was second base. Or not second base. He was a catcher. Was he a I thought he was a pitcher. No. I know he was a baseball player because he got drafted by... He got drafted by a baseball like the team. the White Sox or something? Something like that, like in the sixth, seventh, eighth round. But I think it was because of like his... That that was the thing. It was like because for catchers, when somebody's like stealing second, that's the longest throw like within the infield from home to second. And you have True. to you have to gun it, and like that's where like people comment on like his dead accuracy and stuff like that, because you have to go from crouch position, stand up, fully fire, like a line drive to second base, and you know it shows when he's a when he's a quarterback because like you hike the ball, and if somebody's coming at you, <laughs> yeah, I could see that quick, you know, quick, precise, and fast. See, I would, I would always think like most of those quarterbacks would be pitchers. Just I mean, yeah, a lot of them are too. Because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Elway 
a, a baseball player, a baseball player as well, and that was his whole thing. Where because he was drafted by the Baltimore Colts, and he told him like, "Listen, if you draft me, I'm playing baseball." And then Baltimore ended up trading him to Denver, or maybe Baltimore just didn't take him. But he was that was his that was his thing where he played baseball at Stanford as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I had no clue about. I'm not a huge fan of John Elway. He was another one. He didn't win his t- he didn't win his titles though till later in his career. He only won two in the last one he retired with. Yeah, but those were the last. Yeah, he those won were the last two years of yeah, his career. Yeah, because he won back to back. Yeah. Um, were they both back to back against Green Bay? I don't know. One was. One was for sure, but yeah, he was. Um, but he was one towards the before he got those last two titles. He was. He almost fell. He was starting to fall into the Dan Marino category, where great Good. quarterback, just no championships. Yeah. What's another quarterback that never had a championship that was really good? Jim Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Although, and this is going to make a lot of people out there mad, especially Bills fans. I was never a Jim Kelly fan. Really? I, I always thought, and Jim Kelly, Elway, uh, Marino, those guys all came out in the same draft. I just always wondered, you know, if Buffalo had drafted Dan Marino instead of Jim Kelly, which a lot of people thought that they would, apparently. Um, I thought Buffalo, you put, you switch those two quarterbacks and make that same run, Buffalo wins like at least one or two of those Super Bowls. Again, it's all speculative, but it's a fun thing to do. But I was never, I was never that big on Jim Kelly. I mean, I don't. I guess I like him by association, but it's not like, you know, I'm like, I've heard a lot of mixed things about the past Buffalo Bills players that, like, I appreciate them as athletes, but I know that, like, they're actually pretty jerk-like. Oh, I figure you, I I assume you can say that about a lot of athletes, especially in the 80s, 90s, and even early 2000s. Yeah. That very... uh what do you want to call it? Cocky, very arrogant, very much I'm better than you and deal with it type of mentality. Yeah. I mean, I think Jim Kelly fits the whole, like, toughness of the Buffalo area because from what my mom told me when, like, she would watch the games and stuff, like, he ran kind of without care. And oh, would, yeah. And, and would take, like, the hardest hits and then pop up and keep going until he couldn't. Yeah. So, I mean, that I feel, I feel like he fit. The atmosphere like that. He very much. He was almost, uh, I guess, in that in that regards, he was very much like the Josh Allen of the 90s, where he would, I wouldn't say Kelly was a running quarterback. Like, he, he wasn't like a Michael Vick type of deal or even a Josh Allen where they weren't designing runs. Right. But he definitely wasn't afraid to go out there and run. His big thing, too, was a lot of times he would, like, if he was, I don't know, maybe a yard or two, or sometimes even over the line of scrimmage while he's running, he would do a pump fake to get like that to get those players to jump and continue to run. So he would do like I remember the one time they were playing the Dolphins, and he's already like five yards past the line of scrimmage, and there's like a linebacker coming in towards him. He pump fakes the linebacker literally leaves his feet up in the air to go block a ball down. And Kelly goes around him for probably like another 10, 15 yards. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he would, but he would, he didn't slide a lot. He would get pounded it's just so he can get an extra yard or two. 
I mean, yeah. he was a tough player, great player, Hall of Fame player, no doubt, but just wasn't one of my favorites as a kid. I don't know. You, you liked uh, the big old Bruce Smith. That was that was the man. Bruce Smith was the man. I don't know. I uh, I got him in Madden Ultimate Team. Really? Yeah, ninety nine rated card from the Buffalo Bills. Ninety nine rated, and that's still underrating him. Like he yeah, should be. Did. He played. Didn't he play on the Giants too? No, he went. He or, finished his career with the Redskins. Okay. Yeah. He did. You see the thing that he posted for like Halloween this past year? Yeah. Where it's like the tombstones of every quarterback he said. Yeah, because who was it? Was it? It wasn't Clowney. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett did the original thing where he did the gravestone or whatever gravesite, and I think Miles Garrett had something like. I don't know, 20 different names on there for all the quarterbacks that he sacked. And that's when Bruce, like, did a response to him, and he put his, and he had something like, I don't know, 50, 60, whatever different quarterbacks yeah. that he sacked over his career. Yeah, it was massive. Oh, there was a huge, it was a huge difference. Yeah. And I think that that was Bruce's intention, like, uh, easy there, kid. You got a long way to Hall go. Hall of Fame, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. From that 90s Bills team. Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas, Andre, Andre Reed, Bruce Smith, Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly uh, uh, James Lofton, maybe. James Lofton. But I think he might have gone in more as a Green Bay Packer. Yeah, because we didn't draft him. No, no. He came over from the Packers, I believe. But he was still pretty good. Oh, for sure. He's still, he, he still, I don't think he was there for all four. I know he was there for the first two, maybe the third one. But I don't think he was there for all four. Marv Levy, the coach. Um, Kent Hall, I believe the center is in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, there was what quite about a few. Like Don Beebe, did he get in? No. Don Beebe, I feel like, was the uh, – he was the Cole Beasley. I was about to say, was he, he like Cole yeah, Beasley? He was like the Cole – talk about a guy who was fearless. Oh, my God. That guy would, like, go over the slot knowing that there are, like, two guys – like five yards away from him, not even ready to pound the crap at him, he would take make the catch and just get annihilated and hold on to the and ball. hold on to the ball. In fact, I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, I forgot what game it was where he literally catches a ball over the middle, gets hit in his legs, flips over, lands on his head, and still hangs on to the ball. Oh gosh, like. The man was just fearless. He was the same guy, too, that you know, I don't know. He chased down Leon Lett yeah, in and, the Dallas game. Yeah, and, and caused the fumble yep. into that. Yeah. That was, like, the only good thing about that <laughs> game. <laughs> the Leon, Leon Lett has, like, the worst luck in, like, finishing playoff games. The only good thing I could say about that for Leon Lett is think, well, it would have been nice if that cost the Cowboys that game, but for, for his sake— Thank God that didn't cost the Cowboys that game. Because can you imagine if that was like the if that was the thing that cost Dallas and Buffalo won the Super Bowl yeah. because of that play because of that fumble? Well, I mean, you look at cockiness and players and stuff like that, and um, you know it reminds me of like Sammy Watkins. And granted, he couldn't catch. He 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 could, but he couldn't catch because he just like bobble passes. That were directly to him, and then it was I don't know what game he was playing, but he was like running to the end zone and points at the field, like at the crowd, and then slows down to the point where he gets he pulls a Dan or 
well, actually Daniel Jones pulls it, pulls a Sammy Watkins and like stumbles and falls at the before the end zone even. Just like the, or the I like watching like those videos like the people as soon as they cross like the the end zone they let go of the ball but the ball but the ball cross. hasn't crossed yeah, yet. Yeah, and it's it's so fast that nobody picks up on it until like they slow it down. Well, that's why it <clears throat> it still reminds me of the Bills Houston game playoff game where the guy like recent? Yeah, this would have been this would have been Their the one first playoff. No, no, second. The first Josh Allen's first playoff yeah. game. But remember in that to start the second half they kicked the ball in the end zone. The guy just caught the ball and threw it down. Didn't make, didn't go down to a knee, didn't make the clear give up thing. Should have been a fumble. Was ruled on the field a fumble. Buffalo touchdown. They recovered it in the end zone. But, of course, they got together. No, no, he he thought, you know, that he, he clearly made, he didn't clearly make anything. The guy screwed up. He didn't go down to a knee. He didn't. Do the arms off to the side, whatever. Yeah, he never called fair catch. He never called fair catch. Should have been a Buffalo touchdown. It wasn't. Buffalo ends up losing the game, but whatever. Well, that's like the thing, too. I don't, it, it, like back in the old days, they would have let that go. Like that would have been like that was a touchdown because it should you, have been. you screwed up. It should have been. Even there were college games during that year where it happened. Yeah. It should have been whatever. I don't care if the guy intended on intended on it or not. Yeah. He did not do it. He didn't go down. He screwed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like um, I don't know what game was long ago, but it was like a, a kick, and the guy like wait, like the guy kind of like wasn't gonna touch it because he thought it was gonna go out of bounds, but it bounces off like the edge of the end zone and bounces up, so people still thought, and everybody was walking except for the opposite team that saw it didn't touch, picked up the ball and ran it all the way for a touchdown, and like the refs at that point they're like, it's not my fault, you messed up, bro. Like, and you, that's how it should have been. You weren't aware. You're a professional athlete. Like, but no, we weren't. We didn't get the luck of the call. I swear to you, nowadays if that happened, we would have gotten that call, a hundred percent. I hope so. Just just with the clout that we have. Yeah, that was uh, that was, was a Deshaun Watson. Houston Texans that beat us. He is. Uh, Do you think he gets suspended for the entire year? Oh, 100%. And I feel like the Browns are then going to be caught with their pants down because Baker's not going to play for them. No. So they're going to. I think Baker's already came out and said he's done. Yeah. Like he. Did he no show at, at training camp? Not training camp. Uh, uh, mandatory mini camp this I, past week? I don't know. But I know for a fact, like he's not playing for them. No, he said he's he feels disrespected, and you know what? I try. I, I don't I, blame him. No, he ended their playoff drought, played pretty well. Now, don't I'm I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield fan, but I thought he played well enough over the last four years to not get Josh Allen money or big or Patrick Mahomes money. But you know what? He he deserved a contract extension. Yeah, I feel like it almost. He almost hurt his career by playing injured last year. You could tell his, his shoulder was done. Like he was playing on a, he was playing on, you know, being like destroyed. Like he was hurt. Yeah. He should not have been playing last year. He gutted it out and it almost was like, all right, we appreciate it. You still sucked. We understand you were hurt. See it. Here's a guy that we know is a toxic red flag. Up and down the chart, but uh, we're going to give him your job. But talk about just a Brownsy thing to happen. I know. 
on a brownsy thing to do. They had the perfect team to like actually make a deep run, and they botched it. I honestly think if Mayfield was healthy the entire season, Cincinnati never wins that division. No. Even you can say, even if, if uh, both May- Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, or just forget Lamar Jackson, just the entire Ravens team didn't get hurt, Cincinnati yeah. never even makes the playoffs no, no, at that point. No, and that changes the entire other dynamic of everything that happens. But, yeah. That's why I'm, I, I'm predicting Cincinnati to really fall out. I don't see them winning the division. Then who would? I see the Ravens winning the division. Again, unless it's everybody on the field gets hurt again. I see the Ravens winning that division. The Browns, if, and there's still talk that Watson might only get three or four or five games. I should get more than that. If Watson plays at least, at least 10 games, um, and you can get, even if Jacoby Brissett goes, so he's playing seven, even if he goes three and four out of those games, you can throw Cleveland in as a chance to get to win the division. Wait, Jacoby Brissett's on the Browns? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They picked him up. Um, because they know Baker ain't going to play. Yeah. So is he still on their roster? He's still on their roster. Huh. Um, <laughs> I know there was there was talk that he was going to go to Seattle. There was talk that he was going to go to Carolina. Is he, is he still there, living in the stadium for the those, <laughs> those progressive commercials? Well, I, I always thought, listen, if they're for movers insurance— that's the perfect commercial. Once he gets traded, I feel like Progressive him. has that commercial ready to roll. Oh, yeah. As soon as he moves, like Movers Insurance, it's going to show him moving out of that stadium into and right home. into, I predict he's going to go to Seattle, but right into his new home. Could you imagine if we took him as a backup? No. No? No. You don't think that would work? No. Too big of a personality. Too big of Is a personality. He? Plus, I think at that point in his career, he's he's looking to start. Like, he's looking to start. Yeah, fair. I mean, no. <laughs> Maybe the only one from that draft class that I could see backing up that would pro- at this point, so. Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold would be a good bat, but... Was Josh Rosen? No. <laughs> Josh Rosen is... No. He's poop. I don't even want him in the parking lot of the stadium. Well, he's no longer playing in the league. Did he? Did he retire? I think so. I think like he's done done. Like I said, I'm I'm gonna be the next Tom Brady. He's people gonna, are gonna regret not picking me. Is he or was he not drafted high enough to be considered the next Jamarcus Russell? Oh, what do you mean? Like as a just a big bust. Big, like no, like Jamarcus Russell's considered like one of the biggest busts of all time. I him mean, and him and uh who is the guy? Who is the quarterback that the Chargers drafted? Oh, Leaf, Leaf, Ryan Leaf, Ryan yeah. Leaf, and Jamarcus Russell are considered like two of the NFL's biggest busts yeah. of all time. Well, Josh Rosen is definitely up there because he was a top round draft pick that people were projecting to like because statistically he was like analyzed to be very good. That's all you heard out of college. But out of all those guys, Josh Rosen is the best NFL ready quarterback. He's the best. He's and NFL that just shows ready. that these NFL ready terrible. Oh yeah, like dude, make better things. Like they talk down Josh Allen. 
talked up Josh Rosen. Yeah. But and Rosen was eventually taken by the Cardinals, but what was it? Was it was it top twenty? Or was it in the twenties? No, he was drafted top top ten, I think. Wasn't top ten. No. No. Oh, maybe top point. Well, let's see. Buff, uh, Mayfield went first overall. Yeah. Darnold went third overall. Allen went. Did we trade up to seven? Nine? Where did we? Seven. So Allen went seventh. Were they in the same draft class? I thought they were Rose... in the same draft class. I thought Rosen was a year before. No, they were in the same draft class because I remember once Mayfield and Darnold were gone, my next preference would have been either Jackson or Rosen. I wanted I I thank God I was wrong. Thank God nobody listened to me. I wanted nothing to do with Allen. I thought the I thought the kid wasn't accurate. I thought the kid just I wanted nothing to do with him. Nothing personal. Um I wanted now nothing to your do words with him. Now. But um I, I I wanted Jackson or Rosen. All I know is that Rosen got picked by the Cardinals and played so bad that I don't think he even finished the season. And then they picked Kyler Murray. They picked Kyler Murray the next year. year. And then booted him out. And then I think he played for the Dolphins. He played. They traded him to the. They traded him to the Dolphins. Yeah. So he went to the Dolphins. I mean, it was a battle between him and Fitzpatrick. Yes, and, and he. I, heard I don't he, know if he. I don't know if he played a regular season no, game for the Dolphins. I heard he. I was listening to the radio and I said he was like a cancer in the locker room. Yeah. Um. Then they cut him eventually. He joined on with the Saints practice squad. Yep. At some point, I don't think he ever even dressed for a game. And then I knew he was on the Raiders. Uh, did he go to the Raiders? I think so. EJ Manuel also went to the Raiders. Yeah. EJ Manuel was a bust. Yeah, Josh Rose, uh, Josh Rosen was drafted number 10. Yeah. yeah I it, was right. You were right. It was Mayfield 1, Darnold at 3, uh Josh Allen at 7, Rosen with the Cardinals number 10. Um Bills also picked Tremaine Edmonds at number 16 that year. And then Lamar Jackson went number 32 to the Baltimore Ravens in the first round. So he was the last pick of the first round. Wow. Um, how would you rate those quarterbacks? So, there, so you, got the, you got five, five first-round quarterbacks from five to one. How would you rate them? Allen, Jackson, Darnold, Mayfield, Rosen. You still put Mayfield behind Darnold? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I just think, I think Darnold. You think he was just a product of a bad Jets team and yeah, then I a think bad got, Carolina team? I think it just got ruined because Darnold, I feel, just has more. I feel like he has like a level, more level head on his shoulders. Do you think, I mean, it's he'll be entering year number five of his career. You think it's too late to salvage his career? Or you think at this point he's just. Maybe at most he might be a career Ryan Fitzpatrick, like a career journeyman backup, maybe starter. You know, I feel like he could definitely pull off becoming the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. Since Ryan Fitzpatrick is gone, he can take over that. Like, he's not bad. No. He has flashes of brilliance. He does. But his confidence from being on a crappy Jets team for four years is ruined his confidence. Well, that's now another thing, though. Do you think if he, like, if they were to bring him into, let's say, New Orleans, although now Sean Payton's not there anymore, so who knows how that where that team's going to go, but if they brought him into a good, stable organization with a good, stable coach, 
do you think that coach could salvage his career and make him a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? Or is he just... Top, I give him top 15. You think? You think he's still got that much potential? I think so. I don't think Baker is anything good. See, I, I think Baker is... Baker's a joke. I think he's still better than Darnold. I think Lamar Jackson's a joke, too. I think Lamar Jackson is about three or four years away from being what Cam Newton is right now. Like old news? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I Everybody think, knows how to block and, and defend against him because he's a one-trick one pony. I think last year uh, really showed a lot of his weaknesses, Showed and, and teams figured him out. Oh, yeah. After that first year, everybody realized, like, okay, he's going to run it. He's not going to throw it. They don't design throws. And that's the only thing that can save him. The only thing that can turn him around is if he can, whether it's him personally or the coaching staff, just listen, we got to get you a more, we got to get you a passer. We got to get you a better passer. And you know what? If Josh Allen didn't fix his accuracy issues, if Josh, especially with a deep throw, remember his first year? where he would have so many receivers open down for 30, 40. And he'd overthrow them. He'd so overthrow them. But if Josh Allen didn't fix that and didn't fix his accuracy issues, we'd be talking right now still, again, about Buffalo needing to draft a quarterback, Buffalo needing to find an X, because Josh Allen would have been a Lamar Jackson. He would have been, teams would have figured out that all this kid can do is maybe throw accurately on the short passes, He's one out of five on downfield passes. Right. Um, if Jackson can figure out, or I don't even know if he's a bad thrower, but if they can just let him throw and see what he's got, he'll. I think he can have a career resurgence. If not, he's going to be a Michael Vick, a Cam Newton, where, all right, the kid showed flashes of brilliance, was brilliant for three, four, five years, and then poof. Michael Vick's in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? No. No. Michael Vick? No. Oh, I thought he was. No. I don't think he had a long enough career. He was another one where he had, he had what, five good years in Atlanta? Maybe. Oh, and then he played for the Eagles. Yeah, but he had some horrible years with the, with the Eagles. Didn't, didn't he take them to, like, an NFC championship game? Michael Vick? Yeah. No. His last two years were he was a backup, I think. Uh, what about RG three? That kid got ruined. <sighs> part of it, talk could, about, yeah, part I, of it that could have been his fault though, because he got injured pretty pretty bad. He got injured, but <clears throat> that was again talk about uh, Washington that year had zero offensive line. The only year, the only reason they made the playoffs was just RG three, just like literally carried. The entire team on his back. He was if he played on a good team, not getting injured, he would have been unstoppable. He would have been like a Tom Brady. Yeah, he absolutely. He was another one where if you put him on a good, stable organization, we might be talking about right now that he's gotten at least one, if not multiple, championships. Yeah. Um, he had the tools. He came. He came out luxier, right? It was like yeah. him one or him luck one him two yeah but like um that. 
Yeah, even if you flip-flop those two, even if Indianapolis picked RG3, we could be talking about RG3 still playing with Indianapolis and that being another tough quarterback in the AFC for the Bills to have to deal with. Instead, he's like a second string to Lamar Jackson. No, I don't think he's in the league anymore, is he? Isn't he like an analyst? Wasn't he an analyst last year? No, I'm pretty sure he was playing. No, because what's his name... Um, was the Ravens' backup. Um, it wasn't RG3. I can't remember who the guy played because Jackson missed like the last three, four games of the year. Brent Huntley? Was that the Ravens' backup? Did you know he was born in Okinawa, Japan? Really? Yeah. I wonder, maybe Army parents? I don't know. His 40-yard dash is 4.4 seconds. That's a lot faster than I can run. Yeah. Holy <laughs> like, uh, cow. Um, uh, hasn't played football since December 2nd. Isn't giving up the game yet. He's been working. Oh, he is an analyst. Yeah. But I think he does college football. He does college and pro. But, yeah, he was a talent that... I think it was a combination. I think it was a combination of just bad organization and just bad luck with injuries, but which was a product of him being behind a terrible, terrible offensive line that year. Um, and he took that was the he took a pounding, and he was never he was never the same after that year. Dude, his wife though is like <laughs> it's it's a happy. Heptathlete? Heptathlete. So yeah. like a so, nine-sport athlete. So for track and field, yep. And she's 5'10". Well, he was a track athlete, too. Like, he was, I want to say he was a hurdler. Yeah. But I know he did track and field in high school, and he was ridiculously fast. Dude, if she, if they have kids, oh, my gosh, those kids are going to be like. You're talking Olympic athletes right off the bat. Like, those kids are going to come out with washboard abs and, like, <laughs> run in the 40 in, like, 3.8 minutes, 3.8 seconds. What's that as a coach? You always say you can't teach speed. It says our personal best is 5,813 points. Personal. Oh, for the heptathlon? Yeah. I don't know if that's good or not, but, like. It ain't bad. It, it ain't bad. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. All right. It is time. You ready to wrap things up with a hot seat? Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up with the hot seat. All right. Uh, we just had the 4th of July. Matt, what's your favorite? Uh, maybe not favorite, but do you have like a 4th of July tradition? Like something that you always, either whether it's a place you always go to watch fireworks whether it's a food that you got to eat, like what's your, what's your favorite? I guess Fourth of July tradition. Lighting my buddy's old Christmas tree on fire. Your buddy keeps his old Christmas tree till July Fourth. Dries it out and then lights it like on in fire. the backyard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how long? Like when did that tradition start? I don't know, but you pour gasoline on the thing and. <laughs> If it's that old and stuff, like that, be like, do you even need the gas? No, but the gas adds some fun to it. <laughs> just gives it that that old. <laughs> yeah, but you just stand it straight up, and they get big trees, so you just stand it straight up, and you light it on fire, and whoosh, it goes straight up. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, 
ours was like I I love cooking ribs or eating ribs or I, like ribs have got to be a part of my Fourth of July. Of course it is because you like ribs. I love them. So whether the last couple of years it's been me making them on the smoker, but even before that, as a kid or whatever, it was you know family picnics, somebody having the ribs there, or you know later in life, you know college years, even just going to a rib joint or ordering out ribs or just something. So for me, just ribs, or if not ribs, just good barbecue. Okay. Like, it's got to be good barbecue. Okay. So now, going on the food thing, I was listening to um, Burt Bert Kreiser's podcast. Um, okay. I love him as a comedian. Never heard his podcast. but podcast is fantastic. And he was talking about... Um, Oh, uh, he was talking about the uh, the difference between Pizza Hut and Domino's. Okay. So what would you prefer if you had both? Would you get Pizza Hut or you get Domino's? Domino's. Really? Domino's. Pizza Hut. The only thing I was a fan of Pizza Hut was when uh, you'd go there for the Pizza Hut buffet. Like the, yeah, it was back like, in the 90s yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But apparently they've gotten rid of those. Yeah, there's no more buffet. Yeah, but it was the, jeez, uh, I think it was like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, something like that, for all-you-could-eat buffet. And not that only that. That buffet slapped. That buffet was amazing. And they had on there, if you'd go at the right time, they had dessert pizzas, which, Ooh. oh, my God. I remember, I don't know if they had other kinds but they had cherry and apple, like a cherry dessert pizza and an apple. They didn't have them there all the time. Right. But, oh, my God, mm-hmm. they were just, like, good. Like, think of, like, I love the cherry, but think of, like, it was, think of, like, cherry pie, but on, like, a thin crust pizza. Like, it, I don't know how to describe it. It was just good. Think of, like, a really thin crust, crispy cherry pie or apple pie it was okay. good and then he had like drizzling of like the frosting on top yeah. or it was just it was just all kinds of good other than that though dominoes dominoes all the way especially really? if, especially if it's late night especially as a college student if it was late night and i'm hungry and you, you know you're with your roommates and everybody's like trying to get money from the couch cushions to to chip in for like a pizza we're calling dominoes Ugh, i can't eat dominoes Really? I have such bad memories with Domino's. No. Fun, 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 sto- fun story. Fun story about Domino's real quick. Um, so I'm I, guessing you're choosing Pizza Hut, though. No, if I had a choice, I would pick neither. But <laughs> um, I'm more of like a mom and pop kind of pizza place. But, well, yeah. Now, that being said, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, if I had to, I guess it would be Pizza Hut. But uh, there was an individual that I knew at one time who loved Pizza Hut, not Pizza Hut, Domino's, loved Domino's, loved Domino's. And they were an individual who liked to dip their pizza in ranch like a sociopath. So one time I took them to go see a concert with me that I was supposed to go see with my dad, um, but he couldn't go, and so I had an extra ticket. And it was a Brit Floyd concert. So Pink Floyd cover band, but pretty good concert. Um, they weren't into it, and they're like, let's leave. And I was like, oh, fine. Because they were my ride, so we left. <laughs> <laughs> so we left, and they're like, we're going to get Domino's on the way back. And I'm like, okay, I don't want anything, but you go for it. And 
they insisted on me driving so they could sit in the passenger seat and eat an entire large Domino's pizza by themselves with just ranch. <laughs> and just the smell of, like, garlic and ranch was like, all right, no more Domino's ever again. Ever again. It was the most repulsive thing I've ever seen in my life. And I will never eat there again. But there's no Pizza Huts around anymore. So, yeah. Well, I guess I'm just not eating t- that kind of pizza. I'm not. I'm. I'm not a huge pizza fan anymore. But I don't like the deep dish. I like just regular. Yeah. Oh, for sure. All right. Question three. This one just kind of came. In. We're gonna stay on the pizza pizza theme for a little bit. This is like a multiple part question here, but top three toppings and least three toppings. Like like top three best toppings for you, and top three worst toppings. On a pizza. Mm, sausage, meatballs, and bacon. Those are your top, uh, top three? three? yeah. Okay. And uh, your worst three? Um, like something that, like, if I see this on my pizza. Banana peppers? I don't like banana peppers. Oh, on a pizza? My, that's yeah. one of my favorites. Onions? I don't like onions. What? Yeah. Sorry, bro. And um, <laughs> you're just, like, losing it. <laughs> and I guess pineapple. I just don't like sweet with my stuff. Pineapple's solid. I wouldn't say it's a favorite, but I'm not going to be revolted on that. <laughs> you were so offended when I said onions. You're like, what? Yeah, what? Onions is like a staple on a pizza. You got to have onions on a pizza. Oh, oh, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, but that's all right. That's all no right. No olives. Like... All right, yeah, olives are, again, not a fan. But if you don't like onions, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, my top three, um, I agree with you, bacon and sausage. For like, I love bacon, love sausage. Um, the third... I'm picking one of your worst, banana peppers. Like, I love banana peppers on that. It just adds a nice little spice to it. So those are my top three, uh, bacon, sausage, and banana peppers. My least three, anchovies. I like anchovies. Not a fan of anchovies at all. They taste like chicken. Not a fan of anchovies at all. Um, hmm. Not a fan of ham on the pizza. We're talking about, like, ham ham or Canadian bacon ham? Well, isn't Canadian bacon basically like ham, like just regular ham ham? Kind of. So I'm just not honest. a not a fan of ham okay. on the pizza. I know that's big with a pineapple, isn't that like a, a Hawaiian pizza? Yeah. Uh, so not a big fan of that. And uh, mushrooms. Although oh, lately yeah. I'm getting Vicky's got me in the mushrooms a little bit, but not a fan really of mushrooms on the pizza. I've got to be in a I've got to be in a in a certain mood, I guess, to eat mushrooms on a. You want to have mushrooms to get mushrooms on the pizza. Yeah, like I I'm, got you, I got you. But so those are my least three. Okay. All right, question four. What do you got? What was your favorite lunch to have in uh, like high school? And it could be either a school lunch or it could be something that you like ordered to your school to eat. Ooh, I'm gonna go school lunch. Um, hmm. The cafeteria lunches. Let's see. Mine would be, I guess, two. I'm torn between uh, taco day, okay. So the tacos, um, or chicken nugget day. Okay, the chicken nugget days were always pretty good. Chicken nugget day were clutch. I figure you can't. I don't care if you're you can't a, mess up. You can't mess up chicken nuggets. I don't care what school district you're in. You can't mess up chicken nuggets. Right. That's um, and then especially if they give you like either barbecue sauce or the hot sauce or whatever that they had there, I would put. I was more of. I wouldn't put it on top of the nuggets. I'd put it, like, either in a small cup or, like, one of those 
when you had the trays, like one yeah, of those yeah. slots on the side, I would just load it with. But you'd just only that. get like five nuggets. Yeah, but that's where, you know, you make friends with the cafeteria workers, you know, and they give you a little extra. You know, I don't understand that. Just like load up the tray. Holy cow. But um, so I love the chicken nuggets. It's a flat price. You're not paying every nugget. The best, though, was when they had whether it was uh, the best side of any cafeteria food is tater tots. Oh, yeah. Like if you had if you had chicken nuggets with that's great. But if you add tater tots it makes it even better. Tacos. Yeah. If you add tater, tater tots, tater tots, tater tots makes it even better. Like tater that's tots right. is just like the ultimate side. Um, tacos was awesome because we had a, we had a little taco bar too where you would get your, you know, your regular just shell and and the soft shell and the beef in there, and then you'd go over and they would have like your little fixings like you could put uh, lettuce on it, your tomatoes on it, your sour cream on it, whatever you wanted on it, almost like a little taco bar. Did they have melted cheese? You could have like little. It wasn't melted, but you could have like you know the cheddar we cheese, had, the shredded like, cheddar cheese. We had nacho cheese, nacho cheese. See, that's the in a, in a dispenser. I was going to say that's the that's the rich people school. <laughs> <laughs> no, but one thing I would put on my tacos too, um, if they had it, you'd go to the I'd go to the salad bar and I would put bacos on there. Oh yeah, like, yeah. like the little bacos on there. Oh yeah, like um, the bacon, but like really yeah. crunchy. Yeah, yeah. What the bacos or bacon bits or whatever yeah, they're yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if I had to choose between one of those, I'd probably say tacos. Okay, tacos. Throw some tater tots there too, and it's fantastic. All right, all right. How about you? I had, I don't know if it was, like, sophomore year. I think it was either, either sophomore or junior year. That, like, I had, like, this streak going that I got Chinese takeout food every day for lunch. The same thing from the same place for a week straight. Same place, same meal, same same, meal, same day. What was the meal? I don't. You don't have to say the place if you don't want to. But what I was don't even the? Remember what place it was? But what it was, was the? Um, tell me, it wasn't general sour chicken. No, I think it was sweet and sour chicken with pork fried rice. Pork fried rice. Yeah. I'm t- the I. I don't order. I used to order Chinese food a lot, but I rarely ordered anymore. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. But the only thing I would really order was, or my go-to Chinese meal would be general sour. I like sesame chicken more. I like General Sal more. It's just you like the spicy stuff. Though. I do, I do. Spicy, spicy kicks back at me. Oh, it kicks back at me too. But uh, you know, it's worth the kick. Have you ever had PF Chang's? I have. They're actually pretty good. Yeah, they're expensive, but they're good. I like their uh, the 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 lettuce, uh, the lettuce wraps. Yeah, those are fantastic. Yeah, they're f- like I was one time. I was talking to my girlfriend when I was in class, and she was like, "What do you want to do for dinner?" And I said, "I don't know Chinese." And she was like, "All right, let's do PF Chang's." And like I ordered food on the website while I was sitting in class at Kanisha's. I passed that class with a B, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my sports management class, but yeah, like I Chinese food, I think is like my secret weapon. Not secret weapon, secret. Uh, what is it? Uh, weakness. Weakness. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Last question. Uh, question five. Let's see. What do we have here for question five to wrap this segment up? Wrap this episode up. Uh, I feel like we've done a lot of food. Um, let's see. Not a bad thing. All right. 
Uh, we've talked about favorite foods to like eat and everything. What's your favorite food to cook? Like something you like to just make. I guess it doesn't have. It could be a dessert. Could be a main meal. Favorite, or are you not much of a cook? No, I like cooking. Like, I I like I like making chicken with broccoli over white rice over wild rice or. I meal prep sometimes, so I like to do ground beef with soy sauce, broccoli, and white rice. Okay. Very cool. Now, are, when you're making, when you're cooking or whatever, are you more of like the, I've got a recipe, I've got to follow it, or are you more like a little freestyle, like, all right, I'll add oh, this, I'll add the, that, I'll add this? Both of both of those meals, I kind of created on my own. Okay. I was going to say, I'm definitely, when I cook, I, I enjoy cooking. I definitely am a very freestyle. Like, I'll look, i like, all right. Sometimes I'll follow That's a little boring. bit of the recipe. Yeah. Or other times. And my wife gets when I, I'll go, sometimes I'll go too far. Like I'll take something and I'll just spice it up way too much. What is this? It's cream fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when she's like, she's like, you didn't follow the recipe. We're like, no, I added this, this. She's like, it tastes good, right? She's like, overspiced. You overspiced it. So, um, but I love cooking. Uh, I love making sauce. I love making just homemade pasta sauce, ribs, obviously. Um, but uh, ribs isn't necessarily cooking. Ribs is you it's kind of like put them in a smoker. You like. put them in a smoker. It's a lot of prep work. Yeah. But then when you put them in the smoker, it's a lot of all right. Let me check it. Let me spritz it down a little bit after maybe an hour. So it's labor intensive, but um, it's a lot of prep work with labor intensive. Whereas cooking the sauce or making the sauce. It is a lot of prep work, too, but then it's checking the sauce, stirring the sauce, tasting it, adding a little bit more of this, a little more garlic, a little more basil, a little more whatever. Um, it was very detailed-oriented. Yeah. And for me, I'm the same. Like, a lot of times, my even my spaghetti sauces, they, I'll mix in. Sometimes I'll add a little wine. Sometimes I'll add a little sugar. Sometimes, but it's never me measuring. It's just like, all right, here's a little of this. Here's a little of that. And then, like, you're like, oh, that handful of salt made it a little too salty, so let's do a handful of sugar to cancel out that handful of salt. That's right. All right. We're going to wrap things up there. Um, Before we go, though, Matt, the match on July 30th, uh, that is three weeks away. I'm super excited. Um, I can't wait for that. I cannot wait. Rob Udy versus Mark Santangelo. Uh, Ronnie Anderson, Chris Matice, they're going to, we got doubles matches. We've got singles matches. It is going to, who knows? Maybe we still add matches. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's going to be just, you know, the king of the court. Who is the old, uh, who is, who's the old, who is the, the current ruler? of? Who, who's the old guy that's going to win? Who's the old guy that's not going to get carried off in a stretcher? <laughs> Yeah, we're we're, we're yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so can't wait for that on July thirtieth. Um, again, look for us on Facebook and on Instagram at Stories from the Sidelines. Uh, Matt, anything before we go? Let us know if you exist. Let so, us know. Sometimes if, I look at the numbers and I'm just like, "There's no way." I was gonna make some comments. Make like, some comments. Like, there's no way. Like, who are these people? <laughs> make some comments. Show some love on our pages, and we will see you next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines.